Greetings, brother. How you doing, brother L? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, family, we are back. Our second installment of the uh, Bitcoin Arts and Science series. I have the good brother Dadu with me. I hope that you guys have been following along. We've uh, already done an introduction and uh, a episode one, right? In a first installment. This is uh, number two of the series, uh, not including the introduction. This is number, this is episode two. I uh, again want you guys to share if uh, this is your first time here. If you like it, make sure that you're liking it, uh, that you're following us. Thank you very much. Make sure that you're following Brother Dadu as well. Uh, Brother Dadu, before we go in, can you please give the folks your contact information and let them know how to uh, reach out to you and to find your content? Yes, sir. Um, what's going on, everybody? You can get my information by going to my website, www.imdadu.com. You can find everything that I've created on there from my blogs, my books that I published, and my articles that I have published for Bitcoin Magazine. Um, my Twitter or social media handle is underscore Dadu, D-A-W-D-U. Um, I'm quite active on Twitter, so you can find me there for my social media. Thank you, brother. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay. Uh, again, family, this is the MKD Podcast. I am your host, D. Miller L. If you don't know, now you know. Make sure that you are following us. We're going to go in. We have been building on what I feel is next level. Uh, and this won't be anything less than. In fact, I think we're going to kick it up a notch. Uh, Brother Dadu, I, I'm going to let you uh, drive again. Where would you like to go with uh, with this particular conversation concerning uh, the Bitcoin, uh, the Moors, the gods and earths? Uh, let's go. Okay, perfect, brother. L. Um, this build, I would love to kind of expound on solar facts, you know, Bitcoin mining and energy fund. And some of the questions I have around that is like, we saw like earlier in the year, Elon Musk tweeted out certain things. There were certain companies and politicians out there that was complaining about Bitcoin's energy consumption and if it's detrimental to the environment and to the industries or some of the other industries that they have in play as far as energy goes. I would love to connect some of the, you know, solar facts that the 5% Nation, the Morris Sciences uses um, in conjunction with Bitcoin and how that could possibly make sense on the understanding of Bitcoin actually being a benefit to the environment and a benefit to increasing um you know jobs and opportunity in the energy market and not only that brother l but just talking about how this um mining protocol that's being powered from the sun using that solar energy from the sun how those things can actually help our communities how can they get into the, the space of like what you see sister kim doing out there um founder of bc btc impact she has a whole mining operation that she uses in the housing projects and um, the recipients of that energy, they can actually use that, um, the, the rewards from that mining process, they can use that as a down payment for their first home. So how do we get into that kind of headspace where we're using energy, we're using the Bitcoin network, and we're using mining to kind of free ourselves or put ourselves back into more self-sovereignty? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Wow, brother. Uh, I hope that you don't mind taking this walk with me. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to bring that all together. Okay, the solar facts. The solar facts. This is a portion of um, 
the 120, if you will, for my listening audience. This is a part of the uh, lessons of the gods and the earths. There are 120 lessons and the solar facts are among the 120 lessons. Um, I think they actually consist of about nine or so. Now, it's really just reference to the stars. And this comes from somewhere. The, this, this whole idea of documenting solar facts comes from somewhere. It comes from Moorish history. If you do your research on various um, Moorish rulers or Islamic rulers, you'll find that there was one that wanted to know, you know, how much earth was left to be conquered or how many like how many stars are out there and what are the names of them right this is the reason why a third of the stars have like islamic names or arabic names if you will right arabic um this this whole thing is about the sovereignty piece it's about being the ruler right of uh the land that you can survey right that's kind of one of the sayings amongst the gods and the earths being a a master of all that I survey, right? So I'm, I'm basically trying to put you in a headspace of being the sovereign and saying, of all the land that I can survey, meaning the entire earth, how much is left to be conquered, right? Of all the stars that I can see, how much is left to be mapped, all right? This is where this uh, idea of solar facts or why would you even attempt to memorize or document solar fact that's where that's coming from now when we start to talk about we'll say the whole purpose of energy or you know how we're using energy to 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 mine bitcoin you know again going back to the alchemy uh concept it was about turning base metal to gold right refining it I think with Bitcoin, we're we're at the same place, right? We're at the exact same place. We're attempting to refine the various energies that we can capture on the earth and uh, turning it into something that we can use, something that is much more refined that we can bring to the marketplace. Now, again, the proper headspace. You know, it, 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 it for, for many people that probably feel like this is a spook science, I remember you had mentioned that on the previous episode, you know, they they can accept homo deus uh, from that uh, guy from over there in the Middle East. I think he's from Israel. Uh, I love his information. I love the way that he actually presents the information. It, it resonates with me. And uh, if you need to, right, I would say connect with that sort of I, uh, that sort of um, literature to kind of bring you up to speed to where where the nation of gods and earths have been right where the moors have been as far as headspace uh our intention right is to refine the energy coming from the sun uh there's been others there's been other scientists that talk about different levels of civilization and they say that you know until you get to the point where you can get past using fossil fuels and actually start utilizing the sun and, and actually use it as efficient as you need, right? To where you have unlimited energy. We're never going to get to where we're trying to go. And, and that's where we're trying to go. My The proof in that is, is, is uh, when you look at the whole alchemy concept, gold and the sun symbolically were one. 
So to me, we're just now starting to realize that, right? Maybe we can get to a point where we can refine the energy coming from the sun to where, you know, it gets to a point where we have an abundant source of energy, right? Versus what we've been experiencing with fossil fuels and the wars and the dirty money and just all the, the, the terrible things associated with that. So again, I, to conclude, I say all those things to say that the energy refinement uh, is, is directly associated with us coming into our godhood, right? And coming into our divinity as a humanity. I think that they're directly connected. And I think that Bitcoin is actually going to enable it because it's requiring that we find the cheapest source of energy. And I think that this we're going to find is coming from our sun, right? And uh, like I said, it's likely to bring the entire civilization upward, like some of those uh, physicists describe as far as taking the civilization from a civilization one to like a civilization two, which just means that instead of using fossil fuels, we're now extracting our energy directly from our sun. Yeah, 100%. I think that's called like the um, Kavishaw scale, where you have like a type one, type two, type three civilization. And that's like the determination of like, um, if we're self-sovereign with our own energy consumption. But not to go off on a tangent about that, um, you know, something that was really interesting that you had brought up, Brother L, which was like, um, you know, Bitcoin's energy consumption and kind of using that to our benefit to kind of um, have a better understanding of the network and some of those other um, concepts. But what's interesting is that, you know, you talk about or people talk about uh, Bitcoin's energy consumption and having some qualms with that. But what they have to realize is that that processing power requires energy. And I don't know the exact numbers. Don't quote me on this. But I believe, you know, Bitcoin consumes somewhere around like seven, eight or nine gigawatts of power, which is a lot of power, you know, but think about all the other um, entities and institutions and things like the money printer, for example, the money printer uses way more energy than Bitcoin's network does. And like I said, there's a lot of power there, but that's also what secures and backs the Bitcoin network. So, you know, I want to make that clear for people that when we start talking about some of these solar facts, like the earth is 93 million miles away from the sun. So if you do the math on that and the understanding and the wisdom and say, like, how long does light take to travel from the sun, 93 million miles away to get to the planet, to touch a solar panel, to power a miner or a mining node? Those are all things that like when you have like a philosophical way of thought, you're thinking about things on an extreme level. You're like you start to ponder and think about these things like, does that matter? And that is important. And should I know more about that? So when we start talking about these solar facts or stuff around energy, you know, I just want to make it clear for people that these are things that um, we would like to promote because we want to continue to have more innovation in the mining industry, more innovation in the Bitcoin energy conversation, because I think that that is like super important for people to know and to be aware of. Surely, surely, you know, um, Wow. Even even like actual facts. Right. Those kind of represent like uh, the earth and what have you. Like to me, you know, the energy part, the blockchain part, they're actually connected. Right. The proof of work part. I actually relate that. I, I once read an article about, you know, how the pyramids kind of represented a proof of work. 
but what's even more important is, is that it's a data structure. There's more information um, encapsulated inside of the design of the pyramid, whether it's pi, whether it's phi, whether it's these different mathematical um, equations. There's so much there uh, as far as as a data structure, if you will, as a blockchain, if you will. Um, I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say that, again, you know, I'm in agreement with those that have said, you know, the more you look into the past, the more you realize that's where we're going. Right. We're, we're kind of on our way back to what was already done. And I would just say we're, we're seeing that now. Right. We're seeing that now. Solar facts accumulate. If you ask me in its relation to Bitcoin, solar facts accumulate to capturing the energy of the sun in the most efficient way to generate this Bitcoin. And um, taking our our civilization, right, elevating humanity to the next level. Right. We are in a degraded state. Right. Everyone has talked about how the fiat world has, you know, um, just brought us all the way down right it's degraded the entire civilization so the opposite or what it is that we're striving for is to actually reverse that right we've been on a decline we'd like to uh change that we'd like to put the civilization the the humanity on an incline right we call it in the more science temple uh uplifting fallen humanity and Bitcoin allows for us to do that. In fact, like I said, it incentivizes us to figure it out, right? To put the best brains, uh, the resources that we have, put it all behind this effort. And I'm very happy about that, right? Like I said, I just think that um, this conversation we're having right here is very helpful to people because maybe, just maybe, (laughs) these ideas will be able to help folks get into the right headspace as you've been describing, because it is about being in the proper headspace. A lot of folks feel like this is overwhelming, right? Uh, I thought you guys were going to talk about Bitcoin, but now you're talking about, you know, the numbers or the, 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 the alphabet, or you're talking about history or you're talking about energy. And it's just, they may feel like it's hard to keep up, but given that you're in the proper headspace, you'll realize that you should have, maybe like a 360 view you should look for a 360 view you shouldn't look for a linear train of thought when discussing bitcoin right you really shouldn't um again if you're going to understand the connection between bitcoin and energy or bitcoin and solar facts in particular as i've as i've stated right i i'm not being too redundant it's just to say again um it, it, we want to elevate our civilization, right? There's no other agenda. If, you, if you're not trying to do that, that almost communicates to me that you don't mean other people any good. So if you mean other people good, you mean yourself good, then you're trying to be better than you were yesterday and you're trying to help others improve as well. And when we're all doing that, that, that is going to bring us up as a... Uh, as a group, as a civilization. So I would imagine the Bitcoin is incentivizing this process. And like I said, when I apply the two together, it just really, uh, and, and what was that terminology of brother? If you can share that again with my audience, what was that uh, level one civilization called and, and what have you? Um, it was called the Kavishaw scale. Um, Kavishaw a- scale. Yep. Uh, can you break that down? What, what, what do you know about that? 
Um, so what I do know about it on a, on a, on a small or minute level is essentially it is a scale that kind of determines how far um, a civilization has, has become on, you know, a scale of energy consumption. So, you know, a type one civilization to my understanding is a civilization where um, you're harnessing all of the energy from the closest star um, to your planet or to your area. Um, and, you know, you have type two, <clears throat> excuse me, type two, type three and, and so forth. So long story short, the connection between that and like Bitcoin is that or my thoughts, I think it would be is, um, you know, Bitcoin is going to kind of revolutionize energy consumption across the planet. It's going to revolutionize the energy grid across the planet. And, you know, there's a lot of countervailing narratives out there about energy. You have like the environmentalists and other people talking about these things. But I also really think that a significant portion of Bitcoin's energy consumption is generated from the renewable resources. So when I say renewable resources, I'm talking about like solar panels and things along those lines where that that stranded energy, Bitcoin allows that stranded energy to be turned into money which is extremely unique. That's the first time in history where we've taken a technology or a protocol, used the nearest star, the energy that comes from that nearest star, and turned that into actual tangible assets and actual money. And I think that that is something that we need to talk about around mm. the community. And this is why podcasts and interviews and conversations like this are so important, my brother. Well, you know, again, I, you know, I just made that mention and I want to know if you can comment on that. Why do you think the ancestors connected gold with uh, the sun, right? You're saying all of a sudden we're able to take, we're able to harness the nearest star and turn it into money. Uh, the old world said that the, the it, we have a gold standard and that the gold is uh, one with the sun and even uh, related to the king, right? It, it, it was this idea of being golden that kind of represented perfection. Do you have any comments yourself on that? Um, you know, I 100% agree. You know, what's interesting, too, is that I actually had a book that I wrote um, a few years back called Cover Me in Gold. And I kind of really get into the um, the basics of like man's connection to gold and man's connection to um, going from a place of worshiping gold and then using it as a form of monetary store of value. And then even into the metaphysics of gold and why people wear gold and some of the benefits that gold can give you just from um you know, improving your aura or helping you with blood pressure issues and arthritis and things along those lines. So I think that our ancient ancestors and elders had a real understanding of um, what gold was, its potential and its power. And I think that, um, you know, Bitcoin being the digital gold or gold 2.0 allows a lot of the properties that gold has outside of the physical latency, which means that, you know, you don't have to worry about storage or weight or people because it's physical um people can infringe on you or they can take your gold away from you or seize you for it so i think that bitcoin kind of allows things to be more portable more digital and um, to transact faster on a faster um, more authentic scale it doesn't require any a saying or you know proof that it's real gold and not like lead with gold covered around it you know what i mean true indeed true indeed I want to I want to drop this on you, too. Right. I want to add this to our conversation right now. So a part of the reason that you also have the solar facts, we've been talking about this and I'm going to continuously reiterate it, is that um, like when you talk about the speed of light and things of this sort. Um, 
again, a lot of this is a Kabbalistic. A lot of this has to do with understanding the nature of uh, the workshop of the mind. So the light or what have you has a lot to do with thought. It has a lot to do with how fast um, thought can travel, right? So much of this has to do with, again, that self-sovereignty, one having, having the knowledge of self, right? So you want to know these things. This, this, all of this information is like helping you better understand yourself. I was actually looking in Clubhouse the other day and uh, there was a room, right? In Clubhouse talking about how you can study Bitcoin and better understand yourself. So I'm attempting to kind of walk that same walk. Um, the idea here is, is that again, you know, what is man? Uh, man is from what my teaching, right? From the nation of gods and earths and from the Moors. Uh, man is mind and that's male and female. It's their mind, right? Ideas. And uh, these ideals evolve. These ideals change. So like uh, the Moors say, you know, what was man's God yesterday is not man's God today, right? It's almost like when they say yesterday's price is not today's price, right? This is a connection. Uh, um, you know, it, it's very, very interesting, right? When you start to study these concepts, because like I said, what happens is, is you begin to study yourself, right? So whether you're studying the solar facts or whether you're studying Bitcoin, you're truly studying the science of yourself, right? That's what's actually happening, but you just don't know that yet, right? As time goes on, you're gonna realize there's an economy to life, right? Life itself is an economy, right? From the, the being born, the growing, right? Producing, you know, the coming down on the, on the tail end, the retirement, the sun setting, all of this is a, a symbol of economy. Right. And I think that everyone should learn that everyone should have a greater appreciation of economy. I hopefully when we come out of this uh, situation, we're all in being under under lockdowns. I hope that people actually appreciate being able to interact with others and they find that more as a um, as a uh, a sacred engagement. Right. Uh, we were we were very transactional before. Right. Not not necessarily even wanting to interact with each other before. But uh, as time goes on, I think that we kind of yearn for interaction and, and, and being social. And I just hope that when we do get back out there, bro, that uh, the people start to feel more. They feel like the connections that they have and the bonds that they have are much more sacred. The interactions that they have with people are more sacred, you know, and it's because we're having like a cosmic experience. And like I said, in this in this experience, I, I think that um, it's important that we that we keep everything that we keep all of these things in mind. And I'm just talking about being equitable. I'm talking about understanding that we're always exchanging energy, right? We're always in a state of exchange. We're exchanging ideas. We're exchanging culture. We're exchanging language. We're exchanging science, architecture, you know, every aspect of civilization. We're in a constant state of exchange. And um, I would just say, you know, be equitable, right? Don't go out here and not realize that you're in a state of like a divine exchange and that you you want to do this thing in a way that is honorable. Yeah, 100 percent, brother. L. And um, 
you know, that honor is really important. And you said something about engagement and that re-engagement is also really important. And when you think about like solar energy and it can be used to make electricity and other forms of energy, I want to say John Herschel was the first um, astronomer to figure out thermal energy from the sun, right? On Mm -hmm. that thought, on that thought, thinking about that, what do you think, Brother L, about, um, you know, that re-engagement in our communities to, you know, use the digital revolution, which is Bitcoin, and having that sovereignty and kind of using that in the form of mining or getting energy from the sun using solar energy? What are your thoughts around mining for like people in the Morris Science Temple or people in the African-American community and how we can use that that energy from the sun, those solar facts and the information we have with mining to kind of bolster and improve our communities? Wow. So I think we're in the best position. I really do. Um, hmm. First and foremost, we we have like the largest spending power. So I think we're, first of all, if we were to ever have a, a organized body that would put the finance together for a mining operation, I'm sure that would be fairly simple. There's a lot of energy that we could capture all over the United States, all over America, right? Wherever we own land, it's almost a guarantee that there's a source of uh, energy that we could tap into. Now, will we do it? Do we want to do it? Who's going to do it? I think that that's where it gets murky, right? I think that's where it gets murky. However, however, I'm uh, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by uh, President Bukele. I I feel that what he has done has caused people to reevaluate their situations. You know, we used to think those guys in the Middle East had it made, right? And they were the only ones that was going to have it made because they struck oil and that was the energy source that we were all using, right? That's the energy source we're all using. It's called the petrodollar. Countries have to trans they have literally have to come out of their currency to come into dollars so that they can buy some oil right so those guys had it made they were producing the energy of the earth okay now we're realizing that uh we 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 have other energy sources and that in fact we can like you said bring it to market right there on the spot and turn it into money so now we don't need oil we don't need fossil fuels we can use geothermal right we can use solar we can use whatever right we're able to do that hydro we're able to do that even nuclear out there in miami i heard the mayor in miami is proposing the folks use uh nuclear or that he would produce some kind of facility where nuclear power could be used for mining this is amazing this is great this is what it's about in my opinion i think that that's where we're going now we got to get in front though we we cannot we cannot play this game like okay let's make a new coin let's uh let's let's get on another coin you know what i mean we we actually have to get on the ball but it also takes an organization too and um i don't know i'm not too sure i think we're likely to see a private person right some kind of uh some kind of corporation that may be ran by someone in the community that may pursue that end. I don't know that we'll ever see a organization or which organization we'll see first. 
my last thought on it is that what I've seen so far is that most nation states, most companies that are ran by our folks are not necessarily adopting it. And I'm talking about the big boys, right? The big boys, the big girls out there in the public world, in the political world, in the economic world. I don't see them adopting it, right? And that, that goes for everyone else, but I just don't see our folks doing it either, brother Dadu. Yeah, 100%, brother Allen. Um, you know, my last set of thoughts about this build with solar facts and energy and Bitcoin is kind of like, you know, me clearing the air around some of the FUD um, that you see with Bitcoin and energy consumption. And, you know, my thoughts on that is like something that you said, brother L, about um, us as a community kind of like getting on board and being ahead and being intelligent about making mining a part of our culture and our lifestyle. And I always think about like the free market, right? We're in like a capital, a capitalistic capitalism kind of market right now. And I think that um, Bitcoin is going to allow us to kind of go closer to that free market type of mentality. And that obviously encourages like the lowest price goods. The energy used in producing those goods tend to get minimized when you're in a free market. Money is clearly just a representation of work and you have to generate some energy and you know to get goods and services and then that's viewed as a stored energy that's why they give you a paycheck for example for you putting in some type of work it's the same concept with bitcoin using proof of work when satoshi designed proof of work obviously he was fundamentally changing how that consensus between humans and like i don't know a political vote or you know some type of conversion of energy working a job for example so, you know, Bitcoin is that super commodity that people have to realize is kind of being fostered and created and minted from energy. And I think that people from our community, once they understand and can be educated on the fundamentals of this commodity, not only for their community, not only for the earth, but for the universe, and that how that proof of work transmutes energy into digital gold, I think that that's when you're going to start to have this mass awakening of people from our communities using it to kind of remove themselves from racial bias from tyranny and from ultimately um having those mass pockets of unemployment that you see in certain parts of the country whether it be detroit or baton rouge louisiana or you know compton california whatever the case may be i think that once you start to see more mining that's going to also create a lot of jobs for our communities so you know that was something that i really wanted to clear up about energy fud and energy fud in particular too um, the African-American community and the African-American diaspora. Wow. Energy FUD. Okay. Okay. So you're absolutely right. Th these people, these people have squandered the energy. They have failed the people. They're governing the people currently and are unable to service the people. Now that Bitcoin is on, on the scene, they're trying to say, they're trying to make Bitcoin the scapegoat. That's, that's what I actually see going on here. They want to make Bitcoin the scapegoat for their error. And this error, this situation has been going on before the advent of the Bitcoin. So like you said, it's definitely a FUD. Um, wow. Like you said, in fact, it's the opposite. It's, it happens to be, and this is the thing about our folks, man. Like I, I said this to you before, uh, we, we were talking about astrology or what have you. And I'm like, you know, our people are superstitious. You know, it's the same. Like when it comes to this energy FUD thing, it's a, it's a superstition. It's actually not based on any kinds of facts. 
It's just based upon the fact that um, the people are in error. The people are facing judgment and they need a scapegoat. Right. So they're going to they're going to put it on the Bitcoin (laughs) as the issue for all the world's problems today. But we know that this is the furthest from the truth. Bitcoin just showed up. Bitcoin has nothing to do with the problems that have persisted for decades. Okay, so I think that it's a great opportunity, Brother Dadu. Honestly, I do. I think it's a chance for us to break away from what we've had to do to get to the money. See, what we've had to do to get to the money is hobnob up next to people because they're, they got the print press and we want some money. But if you could just access some energy and produce money and then access the open market, you no longer have to hobnob. You no longer have to uh, play any of those kinds of games. So I would hope that every black organization, starting with the black church, would try to figure out how they can produce their own Bitcoin. And I'm talking about mining it. I, and, and like you said, find your local energy source. There's there's going to be local energy sources like El Salvador has been blessed with. We've all been blessed with some sort of energy source locally. And if we tap into it, all of a sudden we're able to be independent. We're able to se- be self-directed. What do we want to do with the money? I used to say this before, Brother Dadu. And I'm going to I'm going to say it to you uh, now. I I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but, you know, I used to say uh, when we see these various ethnic groups uh, in the country, uh, you know, having strip malls or having, you know, 15, 20 businesses right beside each other or owning like the whole section of, of of a particular town or a particular side of the town, at least, you know, I used to ask the question, you know, Like, how does that happen? Right? How does that happen? (laughs) It's a simple question. How does that happen? So it it comes back down to, you know, again, them being self-directed. Like they obviously had a meeting. (laughs) Like you could start there. They obviously had a meeting. A whole group of people got together. Right? And they had a meeting and decided that this little section over here, we're going to take this, right? We're going to buy this up. We're going to park all of our business over here. I just think we have to have that same kind of mentality. Um, We're not just gonna come up with a mining operation as a community. We're gonna have to get into a room, right? And we're gonna have to figure this out. We're gonna have to decide um, how we're going to do this. But I think the, the bigger question is, is where do we get together, brother Dadu, and have that conversation? Is there a place that you're aware of that uh, we get together and have those kind of conversations? Because I would love to get into that room. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Thank you, brother L. And um, to correct something too, um, that type one energy civilization I was talking about, it's pronounced Kardashev scale. Um, I said it wrong a little bit, but the whole idea around it is correct. Um, mm-hmm. To kind of build off of what you're saying, brother L., um btc impact um is run by a sister that's in the black bitcoin billionaires group and as far as i know she's one of the only people i've even heard about uh mining and doing it in a constructive manner where 
it directly benefits people from our community um you know you can get in contact with her we can get her information she's probably the only person that i've seen so far doing it on a level where it's within our community it's in the pockets and in the places that are where they're trying to help the most disenfranchised and i really think about bitcoin mining is like an incentive and i think that that incentive once it's an incentive i think that that will kind of onboard a lot of people from our community and then you'll have people out there that are actually teaching the mining process and learning how to mine and learning how to mine effectively and using that knowledge bringing it back to the neighborhoods bringing it back to the housing projects bringing it back to the trenches as they call it and then using that to kind of uh, bolster our community as this Karvashev scale continues to increase I think that uh, Bitcoin uh, mining and using Bitcoin as renewable energy will actually shrink that time frame uh, for us to get to that tight one civilization or to that tight one status. And I think that once that energy consumption is growing at a rapid pace, it's going to increase the standard of living for everyone on the planet, especially the most disenfranchised and people of color. Now, here's my thing. Why shouldn't we think this way? Why shouldn't we be in this headspace? See, the thing about, like you were asking before, the why do I, and, and at least I want to explain this to the people, you know, why do I hold firm to these ideals of, you know, the gods and the earths or the moors? I hope that you guys understand it, it allowed me to actually have the headspace where I was actually concerned with these issues, right? Uh, under certain conditions, you know, only thing I need to be concerned with is how I'm going to eat today, right? Where am I going to sleep today? Right. Did I go to work today? Am I going to get my check today? Uh, did, you know what I mean? Did I get paid today? Uh, <laughs> I don't have time to um, ponder these larger issues. Right. But when I when I have the headspace of, we'll say, the God and the earth. Right. Or the Moors who are uh, in, operating in a sovereign capacity where we come from those who wanted to survey the entire land. Right. Map the stars um concerned with navigation right how to navigate you know through life how to how to transfer one's energy right from here to there uh these these i these all of that kind of stuff <laughs> was not possible through my traditional education it, you you're not going to learn that okay you're not going to uh be in that headspace in fact you're going to figure out how to get a good job right mm -hmm. you're going to figure out how to work within the status quo and build up the status quo. Th this information that I had received um, was something that was not a part of the status quo. So it did allow for me to be more of a free thinker or at least think outside of the status quo concepts. So now when I come across the Bitcoin and for those of you, right, the listening audience, for those of you that will come across the Bitcoin, you're likely to, you know what I mean, get intimate with it in the same way that I did where you realize, hey, this thing is like speaking my language you know it's it's talking to me it's uh that's mine right like somehow this was a thing that may have already been here i don't you know i, I don't want to get too loose with it but i do want to say that it, it appears like uh let me back up and give an example have you ever heard Dadu of the story of how they like find certain buddhas that are reborn have you ever heard how they describe the situation that the the elders do to find the new Buddha? No, Brother L, could you expound on that? Sure, 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 sure. So um, 
I remember reading some particular book about the East and Buddhas and what have you. And like when the when a, a Buddha passes away, they believe in reincarnation. And what the what the elders in the circle around the Buddha do is when uh, they go and find the new one. <laughs> right. And what they do is, is they put different objects that the older Buddha used to own. They put them in front of who they who the stars show them. It's kind of like the Jesus where they the wise men follow the stars and they know where to find this uh, holy child. So that these these men do the same thing with this Buddha. And uh, they bring items that used to belong to the old Buddha, the one who died. And they know if this is the new Buddha because he takes to them. I just say all that to say that some of us are going to uh, see this Bitcoin thing and we're going to take right to it. Somehow it like belongs to us. Um, yeah, that's that's really my final thought on all of this. Like when it comes down to like what I think about um, this knowledge that that we've had, like we'll call it street knowledge, if you will. Um, this street knowledge, this Moore's. Uh, the nation of gods and herbs this information man like i said it it actually prepared me for this it prepared me better than i think any university could have ever prepared me brother 100 and i you know i graduated from university and you know as i write and i continue to learn about these things and i have these kind of conversations around bitcoin and philosophy and different schools of thought and different organizations and different religions, you know, it's just so rewarding to have these kind of conversations, brother L. And it's very rewarding to um, put the, connect the dots and to tell yourself like, okay, Bitcoin is one thing, but how is Bitcoin going to change my life? And then once I realize how it's going to change my life, how is it going to really bolster and improve my community? And I think that that's what it's really all about. So talking about energy, and how you can connect energy and those solar facts to tangible things that can actually benefit directly to your community and to your way of living is like, you know, one of the most rewarding things that you can do when it comes to the Bitcoin space. You know, once you get past the ideology of money and number go up, like I've said on, on previous podcasts with you, um, you start to really get into the layers of, um, you know, community and sovereignty and love and peace. And I think that is ultimately what it's about. We have a little bit of a work to get there, but I think that ultimately, like that's what Bitcoin is gonna really foster into humanity. I'm in agreement with you. I, I'm uh, I'm totally sold on the idea. And uh, I, I just humbly, you know, offer that to the folks that I come across. I definitely don't try to shove it down anyone's throat. I'm definitely not interested in like shoving my ideology down anyone's throat. I, I hope that the people were able to uh, gain something from our conversation today, brother. This is this has been outstanding. Um, I know that we have a little bit more to walk. I hope the people are willing to walk with us. Um, I hope this wasn't too taxing on them. I, like I said, I hope that you all really enjoyed this. Brother, I do. I had a great time uh, chopping it up with you concerning the uh, solar facts. Um, You've been you you were able to, you know what I'm saying, take to what it was that I was describing fairly easy. It's not that we had this conversation in advance. So, brother, you're, you're very, very sharp and I can appreciate uh, your intellect. Before we close out, I'd like to know if you have anything else that you want to uh, discuss or comment. Uh, if not, you can definitely give us your contact information and uh, we'll go ahead and close out. Thank you, Brother L. <clears throat> this this build was super informative, super insightful, 
And I really hope that it helps people to really connect the dots with um, energy, FUD, Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, the whole lot. Um, you know, people can find me once again, I'm a writer, uh, my passion, my wheelhouse is writing. I love to write. I love to kind of stretch the limits of, of conversation and insight and foresight on things. And, you know, hopefully not flummox people too much on some of these topics because they can be really high level topics. Um, you can find me at www.iamdaru.com. Um, that's my website. You can find everything that you need on there from my Twitter handle, um, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, all of my books that I've published are on that website. Um, all my blogs and all of my Medium articles are there as well. So feel free to traverse that website. Also, follow the MKD podcast and follow uh, Brother L if you're not familiar with him on Twitter, Clubhouse, and all his other social media spaces. Thank you. Thank you again, Brother Dadu, for coming onto the platform, family. Make sure that you hit the like, hit the share, hit the subscribe. Be sure that you're follow following Brother Dadu and all the work that he is doing in the space. Uh, again, an excellent writer. I appreciate, Brother, uh, everything that you've done with us thus far. And I look forward to uh, our next opportunity to chat, Brother. Me as well, Brother L. Okay. Peace. Take care. Peace.